Well, welcome along. We're going to be talking about um, acceptance of what is. And for those of you that have been watching week by week, um, I had uh, baby Harry uh, successfully. And so as we complete this Couples in Business uh, program, the biggest change you'll notice is that I'm probably not as breathless as I was and I certainly don't have a big tummy sticking out in front of me. So um, everything has uh, been wonderful and he's going very well. And so I thought, you know, sometimes you watch these things and, and people don't add in what are the obvious things, um, such as last week she was pregnant and this week she seems not to be. So uh, as we move into uh, talking about um, the acceptance of what is, the program that uh, I've entitled it is called Bliss, Living in Absolute Bliss. And you know, when I use these acronyms or the words that, uh, that sort of conjure up the feelings that I believe as a couple um, signified to me what success is. You know, bliss to me just meant that every day was perfect. Now sometimes in business you're going to have a little bit of chaos and there's going to be deadlines and there's going to be things that need to be done and you're both going to need to dig in and, and really focus on a certain um, item or agenda. And then other days you're going to be privileged to be able to not be so, um, so hectic or so busy. And to me that, that is what bliss is. It's being able to understand that you know, there's going to be ebbs and flows of your work and therefore if you are lucky enough to have your own business then you can usually control your time and you know that is that is one of the greatest assets and being able to um, attend you know children's sports days or be able to have your birthday off or you know choose to be able to work a little bit harder in four days and have that fifth day off um, that is something that I think we can take for granted until we actually talk to other people that don't have those options you know, and for me, I was completely unemployable. I remember, um, you know, the first time that I'd asked to take some holidays and somebody said no. And, you know, inside of me was this, you know, that is unacceptable. Um, I can see your opinion based on um, what's important to you. However, I didn't ever want to be dictated to long term um, when I could take holidays, when I could do my work. As long as I was meeting my targets, you know, for me, I felt as if, I should be able to dictate also when and how I would get those targets achieved. And so definitely that is that entrepreneurial spirit and so we need to remember that in the tough times is that you know sometimes we only look at the downside as opposed to the upside. And I'd sum that up by you know the first letter of bliss is balance. You know understanding that you know to be able to have huge amounts of balance in your life it's usually going to mean you're out of balance for short periods of time. And so, you know, if I were to look at, at um, you know, the journey that Kent and I have been on in business, I'd say that that first, you know, five years when I went out to really master team, I was completely out of balance. I was almost in fear every single day. Being able to, um, you know, work with very um, empowered women used to frighten me. You know, being that leader that other people saw me as, however I never saw myself as, meant that I had to do my reading every single day. I had to be able to exercise every single day. To get the mental toughness, I had to have the physical toughness. And so therefore, the majority of my time mentally was consumed in trying to discover how I could be better and how I could, um, you know, come across um, more intelligent, um, you know, more fun, 
more relaxed, all of those things took a lot of energy and a lot of effort. And yet when I look back from now, it was so worth it. And so if you're in a period of time where you're completely out of balance and um, you know your spouse is kind of looking on and saying, is this going to be worth it? You know, just know that it absolutely is. And so when you think about balance for your life, what does that look like? And you know, you've always got to have the vision of the future of, of what um, what the ideal goal is. So at the moment you might be working you know, 10, 12 hour days, five days a week, but what is the end goal? 10 years from now, how many hours are you actually going to be working? And as soon as I could get that picture into my mind and I understood that you know, balance for me was you know, working three hours every single day and eight hours on Wednesday. That is my dream, that's my ideal, that is what I'm working towards. Now, some weeks I'm able to not work every single day. I might do three eight-hour days and three hours on two days and then nothing for two days. However, I understand that in the big picture, what would be ideal for me is to sneak away for three hours, do what I need to do and just keep that flow happening, keep the balance happening. And so then, you know, if I chose that I wanted to work um, from 10 a.m., I'm finished at lunchtime at one o'clock and that's it for the entire day. And so, you know, just know what success is to you, what, um, what your balance is. There's, it's also important when you look at your roles, okay, to maintain some balance is going to take um, a little level of discipline. And so in your health, for example, to maintain balance in that area, it might mean daily there are some disciplines that you need to commit to, drinking your water, you know, um, doing some healthy reading, making sure you get your 30 minutes of exercise, whatever that is, um, that's going to keep you on track for your goals. Because I know certainly if I'm ill and something happens, then that can throw everything out. Okay, so just doing the small amount every single day actually prevents me going hugely out of balance in the other direction. But I think that you know the most important um, balance that we need to focus on as a couple in business is to give yourself some time every single week where you give yourself permission to actually just be in the relationship as opposed to half thinking about you know, work or, or being a mum or, or whatever it is that are the other roles in your life then starting to have a look and say, okay, well, for me to get some balance in this role, I might dedicate you know, every second week an evening that I'm going to totally focus on my partner. And I think that that's really important. I've just started coaching a lady who um, educates people around relationships. And so, of course, I went and had a, a session with her and certainly the, the major thing that I learned from talking with her was that Firstly, we don't get educated about how to have really strong relationships. Um, where do we learn that? We don't learn it at school, we don't learn it before we get married. Our parents don't normally have mastered it, so we haven't learnt it from them. Um, but being able to 100% focus on that other person um, for a night every fortnight is doable. Okay, And so they don't have to do anything in return. And that was probably the thing that I was finding um, that was keeping me out of balance was this perpetual feeling that my emotional bank accounts were banking up around me and there was no way I could ever emotionally repay everybody. 
and I don't know if um, anybody's experienced that out there but the guilt that started to amount got to a point where I would prefer if everybody just left me alone as opposed to do something nice for me because of the threat or fear that you know how was I ever going to repay the the emotional debt that I had outstanding now when I say that out loud it sounds completely ridiculous however when you're in a state of um, you know non-acceptance then nothing is rational and so if your partner is you know completely out of balance and not coping with the information that's coming their way or the team issues or the cash flow issues or whatever and you offer to do something nice for them and then they reject that just realize that that's a really normal process in this growth um, that that happens when when you're learning about yourself and you know that was something I've only just recently learned having you know been in business for more than a decade nobody had ever told me that and so to know that that's a normal reaction and not have been told that seemed crazy to me and so just recognize the patterns that are happening in that in that relationship um, alternatively it might have been that you know I felt like I was ready to to give within my relationship and it wasn't in the right um, timing for my partner and so therefore I felt rejected because my energy was there I'm ready to give and then that person wasn't necessarily um, in the right frame of mind or they weren't present or you know it wasn't what they had on the agenda and so you know to get into balance we start to realize that in our relationships it needs constant communication we need to constantly be able to just you know keep the integrity in our in our relationship by just saying what's actually going on and I found that since I got permission to be able to spontaneously say whatever it was that I was thinking that things seemed to clear a lot lot quicker and so those that pent-up anxiety or frustration or you know feelings of anger or jealousy or resentment all the stuff that is going to be those emotions that are going to hold us back from what our primary objectives are is is really good if you can just clear it straight out straight away and so we need to learn to be able to you know speak in a way that we can own those emotions and say you know I feel <clears throat> I feel slightly you know jealous that you know you get more time than I do to be able to top yourself up and have that quality time whereas I have to schedule mine in and so if I can get some time with you and it suits me because I can be present you know and I give you how much advance notice would you need to be able to be there that's the type of you know sentence that you know to me I wish someone had just put those words in my mouth um, years ago because the balance that I was able to create then within my internal world came because I had a spouse who was willing to be able to say yep okay well let's schedule Friday night this week um, and then of course I had to make sure that to maintain that balance that I didn't um, you know double book that time or, or you know not turn up when I said that I was going to turn up so balance goes across all different areas I'm sure that you'll agree you know balancing um, the time that you're spending working in your business and the time that you're spending working on your business and then of course there's the time that you spend working um, you know on yourself when you actually sit down and start to plan and you know watching these series is exactly that that's wor working on yourself and working on your relationship and so you know the the key thing is is that there needs to be faster better ways and I always knew if I could find a teacher that was living the way that I wanted to live 
then I was all ears, completely open to be able to walk in their footsteps. And so that's what's leveraged. You know, leverage of bliss, um, the L in bliss is leveraged. How much leverage are you actually getting for the time that you're investing? And so if you're constantly the one that's trying to go out and add value into the marketplace and then deliver on that value, go back out into the marketplace, add more value and deliver on that value, eventually you will run out of steam. Because we all have about you know, 100 weeks of adrenaline for anything that we're doing and if we haven't leveraged in that time and we can see some actual fruit for the, for the effort that we've been put in, then the challenge can be is you can end up being 10 years in business that's actually one year repeated another nine times. And for me, it was always um, you know, simple measurements that I could look at in terms of my net worth, that I could see whether or not I was going forwards, was I going backwards, you know, what were the snapshots, how many hours per week I was working, uh, the number of team that I was now utilising, my marketing strategies, how much referral business per month, as opposed to active marketing that I had to do. All of those key indicators that, um, that basically sent me a message to say, you know what, Kate, you need to really start to leverage a lot, lot better. And, you know, for some people, I think that, you know, we can be out of balance for too long because we're not utilising the leverage within our relationship. And for me, that certainly meant asking for a lot more help. Um, help with certain things that I didn't have the talent uh, nor the desire to grow the skill set around. And so, you know, I think there's a lot of ego that can be involved in accepting what is, but, you know, certainly detail things, um, you know, being able to organise uh, just some basic, like even just packing up and going out for um, three back-to-back -back meetings and then a family function, I would scramble me. It would scramble my brain and I could forget a very important document or something very important if I was um, out of my comfort zone and then anyone added any pressure to the mix. And so for me that leverage meant that if I could just run through my day and somebody could listen, they would pick up the items that perhaps I might have missed out. And so, you know, every morning I would, you know, sit and talk to Kent or the night before and say, this is what I've got on. And he would remind me and say, well, have you got that? What's, your, what's the outcome? What do you want to get from that? What's the focus? And it used to bring up a lot of emotion. In the beginning, what I would hear was that, well, you're not prepared and you're not organised, so why would you expect to get anything? And so, you know, certainly it would be met with some kind of resistance, whether that was anger or um, tears or, you know, whatever would come out, would come out. Now, for Kent, when he was going to go out and I would ask those same questions, he would go very quiet, he would just shoot me a look, which meant that, you know, don't be stupid, I know what I'm doing, and he would, off he would go. And so it definitely caused a certain amount of, um, you know, the opposite of leverage would be what I would say. And so, it's once again being able to understand that people that live with this blissful world are able to put those defences down and understand if there's a team of people who are around you that care enough to ask those questions, then generally they must have your best interests at heart. And so it's not saying don't get uh, that emotion that crops up because, you know, that's going to be automatic in the beginning. But as soon as you can actually pull yourself out of the emotion, go and apologise to the person and explain, you know, what it was that was triggering that reaction. 
you know so sometimes I might say you know I know that you're trying to help but how I hear it is that I'm silly or I'm stupid and that's the last thing that I want to feel as I'm driving out there to be able to go and and meet a new client or, or go and perform a task or you know I might say you know I hear what you're saying but I just resent the fact that I'm going and that you get to stay at home whatever is true for you is true for you so you need to just be able to to word it or to voice it and what's important is that if it's truly going to be leveraged that that other person can just listen and understand that you know that's what's going on for that person and if they're going to get a better result when they're out and about then to say the thing that's going to give them the better result you know so I believe in you and you can do it and you're going to be fantastic so you just you just go knock them over and you know text message me or call me as soon as you're done because you know I'll really be thinking about you whatever it is that just keeps that desired outcome at the top of both of your minds as opposed to the short-term emotion that's going on that you know that can cause the distractions because there are going to be those emotions there there's going to be distractions all the way along the journey until you reach that ideal life that you're both working towards and so you know accept that that's what it is and that's where you're at at the moment and won't it be wonderful when you're living in bliss and that you can accept the leverage when it's offered um, certainly just somebody driving me to an appointment relaxes me 100% if I don't actually have to concentrate on on the mechanics of getting there then I get a much much better result and yet when people offer to take me the first thing I think is well I must be incompetent I must be um, you know you must think I'm useless or what have you so my natural ego will say no thanks I can do it on my own when in actual fact I know that that would be a great thing and so you know there is a bit of plums disease going on poor little old me and therefore um, rejecting leverage is another um, form of just you know keeping ourselves in the pit and not you know broadening our strengths and being able to utilize our teams and get the leverage that we need what about paid leverage? If you think about um, within your lives, would it be worthwhile having a babysitter come in, you know, once a, once a week, um, a house cleaner come in, someone to do the ironing, somebody to help out in certain areas, certain pressure points within your week, so that you could buy back calmness? What's the emotion of calm worth? And so certainly we used to look at that to say if we could have, you know, two full days where we could declutter our brains and be able to achieve in business what it was that we wanted to achieve what would that be worth and you know we're very fortunate that we've got family that are able to um, pick up that role and, and look after our kids however um, I still believe that um, you know when I had um, a domestic PA or a, a nanny housekeeper whatever you want to um, label that person just somebody to come in and actually leverage our time it just allowed us to be able to focus on the quality of what we wanted our life to be and so I think sometimes we go about things the hard way by trying to soldier on independently when you know quite honestly it's much much easier if you put your hand out and say look I really need some help if I'm to achieve this overall result this month then there is going to be times where you're going to need you know some some peace and some quiet to be able to you know just catch up on life is what I normally think about it and so paid leverage is absolutely 
essential, not just in business when you start looking at, at PAs and, and great CRMs and you know different types of um, computer systems and technology in your business and other team members, what about on the home front as well? So really, really important. And therefore it's, you know, it's critical that you know how much things cost. And so you know, money tends to be the number one thing that couples argue about. You know, someone might value that putting the money back into the business and getting the result quicker means a better life down the track versus um, somebody who will say, well, we've got to live for now. And, you know, those people are usually married together. And so, you know, we went through a very strange period of time where we didn't spend any money on ourselves. We didn't spend any money um, on our kids. It was, um, it was just for us, our value set or the importance of getting in and getting my time back was way, way more important than having, you know, 50 different sets of cutlery and 20 different outfits and all that sort of thing. However, I don't, um, you know, I, I was envious of, of other mothers that were able to go and provide that for their kids. However, there was an acceptance on their behalf that their partners would work for 40, 50 years and, uh, and wouldn't get that time back. And so everything's going to have you know, positives and everything's going to have its challenges. And so you have to come to that acceptance if you want to live in bliss is that you know, with your income and how you want to invest for the future, it needs to be planned. And it needs to be based on you know, where do we want to get to in 10 years. And if that's where we want to be, then where must we be as a couple in, in five years? You know, where must we be in two years? And based on that two-year goal, at six months, what would we be shooting for? And if six months, that's our goal, then in the next 90 days, what is it that we can actually prove to ourselves that we can achieve and that we can work as a couple and really balance each other's strengths? You know, leverage the smartest places that we can leverage. If it doesn't make sense to mow the lawn because you know that person can be out making $1,000 instead of paying somebody maybe $40, then it would make sense to get that person out for $1,000, wouldn't it? And, uh, and leverage that time. And yet for so often we start to you know, try to take on way too much um, to cut our expenses without realising that we're actually cutting our opportunities at the same time of income that we could be generating. Um, just sa the energy saved, not having to you know, mow the lawn, might be that topped up energy that then can be used to be able to um, come up with that next creative idea that's going to be the next million dollar idea within your team, within your family. And so budgeting and planning, as I said, causes a lot of challenges. However, you need to come up with a realistic way of how you're going to cope with it. You know, using a third party is, is the ideal. Um, obviously, if you have a financial planner that can, you know, walk the path with you and, and you go and have regular meetings, um, a wealth coach or whoever you choose to use, um, you know, that's, that's fabulous because then there's always a third party to call to ask permission if you can spend money and when they say no, respect them enough to, to not spend that money so that you achieve your goals. Alternatively, you have to buddy up and do it you know, for maybe another couple or um, a family member or whatever it is that can keep you on track. So as a couple in business, what's really important, I find, is that your goals are your goals. You don't discuss them with anybody else that um, could impact that, um, 
that decision making process that isn't where you want to be. And so when I get together with you know friends that I went to high school with or other business people, it's not something that I would generally discuss with anybody. You know where our finances are at and what decisions we make. It's fairly obvious when people drop by our home, which is very modest, and see our cars, which are you know very practical, that we're not really into burning a whole lot of money. And so you don't need to talk about it. People will watch you as example and see based on you know your your money decisions on a day-to-day -day basis how you've mastered money. And so you know to live in bliss means eventually that you start to look at your percentages. As a percentage of your income, how much is actually being saved? This is the first question. And if you're spending more than you're making every single month, every single month, then alarm bells should be ringing eventually to say, okay, I need to reverse this you know process or program and so you know I've met couples um, that um, you know one of them's working very very hard to make the money and then the other person is frivolously spending that money and there's a lot of resentment and jealousy and anger and when you speak to the people who are actually spending the money their intention can sometimes be just ignorance that well I didn't realize that there was a plan I didn't realize there was a goal and so certainly really important to, be, to, um, to get aligned with what it is that you're actually wanting um, within that relationship. And definitely, you know, for me, part of knowing about where the plan is that, you know, I want to get to and then focusing and completing that plan is then integrity. You know, income um, is part of bliss, but integrity is probably, you know, the umbrella value that we're talking about is that you know are you actually achieving what it is that you say that you want to achieve and I was sitting with a lady the other day and um, we're looking at some different options to, for her to be able to achieve what she had written down was her ultimate life and um, and she said you know the questions that you're asking is really bringing up for me how serious am I in actually wanting to achieve what it is that I've said that I want to achieve so when I looked at some other things that she could actually do to, um, to achieve the exact same result faster, there was a resistance there. And so that integrity will really um, be the character trait that will determine you know, your leadership ability. And certainly leading as a couple is very challenging. One person might be stronger with integrity than the other person. And so you know, we stunt our growth sometimes while we wait for that other partner to catch up. Um, but actually integrity is just going out and doing what you know that you need to do and keep on doing it on a day by day basis and be the example. And so certainly don't slow down if you feel as if you know, there's, a, um, there's a mismatch there within your relationship that the other person needs to have as high an integrity as you do or alternatively don't beat yourself up if the person that's you know driving themselves in the business that is getting out of balance for a short period of time to achieve their goals has having massive integrity and it's it's bringing up issues for you well then just respect and, and love that person for the energy they're putting into integrity and um, and tell them that you're proud of them you know so it's really starting to understand that you know in our in our relationships often what is seen on the surface isn't what's going on underneath and um, and everything that I've always tried to aim for is for sustainability you know if I want to remain 
uh, married for my entire life, then I need to make decisions now that are going to ensure that that um, relationship stays strong forever. And so there's no point in me chipping away at the foundations of of loyalty or of you know the fun factor or, or whatever and being miserable if I want that relationship to sustain. Just the same as you know if I want my business to sustain I wouldn't go and spend all of the capital every single month every single month every single month and not grow the business reserves. Um, so it's the same in any kind of a relationship is that if you want to have a blissful relationship are you actually acting like you have a sustainable relationship that you're investing in every single day and every single month. And so mentors of ours would talk about just those little things that you can do for each other that they're not necessary, but you know, it's, it's absolutely um, going to add huge amounts of, of value within your relationship. So whether or not that's putting toothpaste on your spouse's toothbrush, you know, at night time. So when they go into the bathroom, they, they see that that's been done for them. You know, is it, um, you know, doing the folding up and leaving a little note, you know, for, for that person so they read it when they least expect it. Making somebody a cup of tea without waiting to be asked. Is it, um, you know, perhaps just offering a bit of time to say, look, I've got a spare hour in the day. Is there anything that I could do that would, you know, lighten your load or that you would like me to do? And if you do that deliberately and, you know, actually wanting to be able to help, then you'll find that through giving, you'll actually receive a whole bunch more. And I think it's the sustainable relationships that I've witnessed throughout my childhood that, you know, basically can stand the tests that every relationship goes through because there's a solid base there. And that solid base has to be made up of those two elements of love and respect. And so when, when you actually build that foundation over time and it's tested, it gets stronger and stronger. And so if you're currently going through a test at the moment, just recognise the fact that that decision has to be made first. You know, is this a sustainable relationship that I'm going to invest energy and time into? And once that decision's made, it's so much easier, you know, to kind of suck it up and do what you need to do as a couple because you've made that decision. And I think that, you know, for me, um, nobody had ever confronted me to make those decisions. It wasn't until I read it in a book somewhere and I basically had been, you know, married for nine years and I thought, wow, am I, I'm still putting little tests, you know, out there um, for my husband to be able to see whether or not he'll pass those tests. As opposed to just, you know, having that conversation to say, you know what, we've had kids together and we've been together this long, it's probably for life, you know, it's probably for good. And so therefore, I probably need to start acting like this is a sustainable relationship and investing in that person and really being more patient and more tolerant and more compassionate and more understanding. And I think that as soon as I decided that that role was going to be my focus, for a good 12 months and I was going to really invest in that role, my relationship result was far greater than I ever anticipated. Because as soon as you become more, then you have more. And so you firstly have to look at, at that relationship and look at the role you're playing in the relationship and then you'll see the result that you're getting really, really clearly. And so, you know, sustainability in any business relationship is the same. There's going to be times where you're going to be facing in opposite directions and growing at different paces. But if you want a sustainable, loyal relationship, 
then you just have to decide that this is a friendship that I'm going to keep for life and then keep watering that and fertilizing that and, and putting that in the sunshine and keeping that vision alive because then people will grow through the challenges and then you can grow together you know maybe not at the same pace maybe definitely at different learning different things but when you come back together it's a much better stronger relationship and so you know this week maybe just try to have a look at that sustainability factor when you're playing games with each other or doing things to kind of sabotage each other or saying little comments that you know are snide little comments or, or whatever that comes out of your mouth realize and, and be aware and that's the first step just to start to be aware that if I really was sewing into this relationship and I want it to be sustainable then that was a pretty silly thing to say or that was going against the grain of what what the result is that I want why did I do that and I just ask yourself a much better question and to me that's all success is if I can live uh, with an awareness every single day within my relationship and just understand that it's going to change and transform and grow and you know certainly we're going to have emotions that are going to be pushed up because that's the whole purpose of us taking you know this this life experience is to get those feelings and so when you capture a new feeling and you might look into it and say wow that was um, envy or that was jealousy or, or that was delight or um, joy or whatever it was then really feel the emotion and then accept that that was the emotion that it was don't fight with emotions anymore and you know that's that's all people that live in bliss experience on a daily basis is that they understand that they are human and they're having these human experiences which are feelings and so therefore there's going to be in one day a whole myriad of um, emotion that's going to come up that is going to show them or, or be the indicators of actually how they're feeling at that moment and so in your relationship the critical thing is to be as transparent as you can be around those emotions because then you can talk openly about them and that is going to create a much more successful relationship when you're both um, decided that the plan that you're heading towards you're going to work together to achieve that end result so you keep focused on the end result and then the process is simply to encourage and empower each other and um, it's so much easier talking about it than it actually is in practical terms you know the um, the clearest example I have is is just of this morning you know going out and um, attending our daughter's very first kindy concert and um, you know as lots of women wear low-cut um, jeans or, or whatever these days my husband was like gee I'd be careful if I'm you know bending over to pick up a child or whatever and I took that straight away as a as an insult or a, or a negative because in in my feeling at the moment was that that was inappropriate or I shouldn't be wearing that or you know my body shapes not the right shape or whatever now it was completely my insecurity that showed a resistance to that comment you know and I just realized that as much as you can teach this stuff you've got to realize that the underlying emotions that are going to crop up and that are going to pop out of your mouth straight away um, are going to keep on continuing to happen to happen to happen and it probably took about two minutes before I you know went back and said thank you for telling me I've changed and I feel so much more comfortable in myself because you realize that if somebody is 
um, saying something and it's bringing up psychological stress for you then you had that psychological stress in the first place and they have just voiced it and so there shouldn't be psychological stress if you're going to live in bliss alright so whenever there's psychological stress it's an indicator that okay I'm going to go in and realize that what they've said to me was truth and I need to discover for myself what's going to be the solution based on that new information um, you know because we beat each other up we beat ourselves up if we mention something to someone and we upset them um, and yet if we're to be really empowered and we're to help that other person it's unavoidable that by mentioning something it's going to bring up some emotion and so we have to get a little bit tougher um, within ourselves and take a, you know take that on board to be able to then go back and thank the person and say it I only brought up that, re that result because I've been thinking exactly the same thing you know two minutes before so when you mentioned it I felt silly or I felt stupid like own, own what's going on and then it calms everything straight away so I know that in our relationship that's certainly taken um, a huge amount of discipline to, to come to that level of acceptance and yet I can honestly say that it has been worth every single teary argument, every single snappy little comment because if after 10 years of marriage that's the result and you, you know, plan another 70 years then what a great extra, you know, 70 years you're going to have. So everyone's going to start from where they're at. You might be well, well advanced and this might be of no relevance whatsoever. But to me, you know, living in bliss was really a goal and I had to determine for myself what was a balanced lifestyle. You know, where was the leverage I needed within my, my relationship and, and from home point of view? And then was my integrity level matching my actions? Um, <clears throat> is there sustainable results there and is there success? So I wish you well this week and look forward to catching up next week. Bye for now.